Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? Uh, insane as usual, but uh, you know, today more insane than most, for sure. More insane than most. Well, yeah. Is it super sunny day or something? Super sunny day. Super people. A lot of people getting their swimming pools ready. Uh, but uh, another another crazy thing happening in the world of solar is that uh, a lot of suppliers are running out of supply. Oh, which is not uh, not our favorite. But uh, thankfully, we're not tied to one supplier. I do know. A couple of other uh, solar companies that are tied to one supplier are in big trouble, Uh like 40 projects outstanding, and they cannot get their solar equipment. And that's not good because you have a whole ripple effect with that. But yeah, they're they're getting crushed with the supply chain. And that's that's not good for anyone in the industry, for sure. Yeah. And I think isn't a lot of solar produced in or panels produced in China? Yeah, yeah, but even even still, <laughs> uh, some panels are not. Some pa- panels are produced in other parts of the world, but they, if they can't get them, so for example, if you're a uh, you're tied to one particular manufacturer and you can only sell that manufacturer's uh, solar panels, and then that manufacturer says, "Hey, uh, we're out of panels," you're kind of stuck, especially if you've sold forty jobs with these particular wow solar panels, and that's. Uh, and imagine that times an entire network of suppliers. So, or, you know, a network of dealers. That's, that's quite a few. And yeah. So I'm, and those I'm, installers have to go back to the customers and say, uh, supply chain problem. Supply chain problem, three to four months. But what do you do with your employees? You know, what do you do with, uh, wow. you know, yeah, you had to buy all that equipment. <laughs> so now you have this, you know, if it's on a, anyway, so it's just, it is really uh, brutal for those people, and I would recommend they stop being tied to that one supplier. But uh, that's uh, that's what they want to do. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do that, but uh, I could not. I couldn't. I got to diversify. That's the first thing they tell you. One so you get your panels. Says, uh, we're out. I I got three more ready to go. All right. So, yes, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's. That was a short was podcast, okay. That was 8 o'clock this morning. But, uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so today you had uh, you had a topic for yes, today. Yes, I do. All right. Okay, so I'm in, my house is in PG&E territory, so lucky me, because uh, that means it's California. Yay. I got something from PG&E saying, your time of use plan, E6, will be changing this summer. This is all good news for you. Oh, no, that last part is not good news, (laughs) I think. So basically, this letter goes on that to tell me that peak pricing, uh, peak pricing will change for me. I'm just wondering, do you know anything about these, this, this letter and how, what should I do? (laughs) 
So, you know, you've uh, lived in this cocoon, this turtle shell of E6 for the last uh, however many years oh, yeah. and have a lot of customers. So a lot of people, you know, five, six, eight years ago who went solar were in this E6 uh, rate code. That's us. And so it was really good. You know, the daytime rates are really expensive. Uh, nighttime rates are really inexpensive. Right. Uh, about five years ago, PG&E changed uh, the rates for everyone else. And so they've Uh-oh. been slowly moving anyone who's on the tiered level of pricing. So if you know, the first few days of the month, if they stayed below a certain threshold, they had the really inexpensive power. Hmm. And then it went up another tier, the more power you used, and then another tier. PG&E says, hey, you know, most of our customers, they use a lot of power during the middle part of the day. So that's when we want to charge the most because, you know, in the, we need people that can serve so they can use less power and, you know, pay less. So, but if you do use power, uh, you're going to pay for it. And you're going to pay a lot, lot more. Okay. Yeah. And so then uh, that was effective, but then solar came around and it's tied to net metering, which uh, we've talked about where the daytime rates are so high that when uh, you have excess solar power, PG&E is crediting those uh, account holders at those highest retail rates. And so now (laughs) they want to get you out of that E6 rate, or actually not want to, you are going to be E6 rate into this time of use rate. Ah. And what that means is from 4 to 9 p.m., they say that's when you, uh, solar customers and uh, every residential customer, majority, use the most power. And so that's where we're going to charge you the most. However, that's also still a really good time of day, especially during the summer, where it can be light until almost nine o'clock. So right. your system will be producing uh, until four, it definitely starting at four o'clock all the way to eight o'clock. Okay. So that means you are producing at what rate? That's right. The most expensive rate. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't, so, don't make me do math. But yes. Yeah. And so the, uh, those rates are, uh, that's if you're producing power and not using it, then, uh, you know, you're getting that full retail rate. If ah. you are using it, you are offsetting what PG&E would really wants to carve out. And so it's a huge, huge incentive for people who don't have solar when they start seeing these, and that, these electricity bills during the summer, because that's when their AC is on and everyone's home and they're making dinner and they're, you know, that, you know, full electric is from that time, four to nine. And it's a really big incentive to use a lot of solar from there hmm. at that time. What other questions? Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so I, because of this, I mean, I guess I should just plan on uh, using more electricity after 9 p.m. I think that's what I'm already doing. Yeah, most people who have solar, uh, they realize that it definitely makes sense to use power after nine o'clock. So running dishwasher or clothes washer, you know, even on weekends too, to do those kind of things makes a lot of sense. And so it's the same same thing. And so you probably won't see a huge amount of change for a E6 to a time of use uh, profession, you know, or rate plan. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is, yeah, throttling down what you can uh after nine o'clock or before four o'clock. So running a pool pump, for example, a lot of people don't consider that, but that's a, that's a big usage. And a lot of people run it uh, during the day 
and that's okay. But if you run it from four to nine, <laughs> you're going to be, you know, either paying the most weight rates. And if you don't have solar, it's going to be uh, even more expensive. So, so if I have push, an electric car, I should stay away four to 9 PM. Is that, 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 I don't know what the opposite of a golden time is, but <laughs> I after say. nine, always. Yeah. Anything after you nine. can push after nine o'clock is, is great. Uh, you know, even if you can push air conditioning usage until after nine o'clock, that's great too. But a lot of people, you know, they go solar because they want to eliminate that bill. But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's going to be a good idea to do that whenever we are uh, moving forward with anything that's in PG&E's best interests. And they don't really do things that are <laughs> not in their best interest. But don't they like the environment, Jamie? They do, but their method of controlling, you know, when people use power is with price, and so. Not, not a lot of conservative or, you know, conservation efforts or, hey, let's reduce our natural gas use or anything like that. It's just a lot of, uh, let's uh, increase rates. Oh, and hey, guess what? Our stock price went up after we announced this. <laughs> Strangely. Story, so. What a coincidence. Crazily. Yeah, what a coincidence. This, this letter is also saying to me that um, uh, it, it's giving me a warning or basically saying that partial peak hours are also being implemented. So yes. it's actually 9 to 10 p.m. is going to be my partial peak hour, plus 2 to 4 p.m. and 5 to 8 p.m. on weekends. Yeah, uh, go solar is the bottom <laughs> line. <laughs> you know, it's a, because then you're generating your own power. Right. You know? Even on the weekends, you're generating your own power. Yeah. And it just makes so much sense. Uh, and it, you know, we get people all the time. You know, I've been thinking about going solar for eight years. I was like, geez, you know, why do you... <laughs> that's eight years of electric, just seeing the bills go up and up and up every year. But uh, yeah, it's, um, it is interesting. It's, it's never a dull moment in the, in the yeah. world of solar. That's what sure. about batteries? Yeah. What about them? <laughs> what about them? Should you, do you recommend that people should start looking more at batteries too? Once, uh, if net energy metering gets uh, approved or, you know, or the, the changes get approved where they want to reduce that credit that you get for excess power, yeah. then batteries will certainly start making more sense. But uh, I've seen some studies saying we're only at about 10% of our world capacity, our world demand is only going to, the supply is only going to be able to supply 10% of what's going to be needed. So that's a, that's a big issue. Uh, and so it could make sense to go with the battery backup, uh, but it could also make sense, uh, you know, it, if you're only supplying one out of 10 customers, that that one customer is going to pay a lot for those batteries. So I see those ah, really so increasing dramatically. Very expensive is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I think it's it's probably a good, I, you know, it's right now with net energy metering, it certainly makes sense to uh, send power back to the grid and okay. get that, that high credit. But if net metering goes away, then it'll make sense to uh, get a, get a battery for sure. But you can get a, you can add a battery to your system anytime. Well, uh, did you just ignore my 90, 10? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Because, uh, yeah, at any time, but, uh, I would expect today's batteries to be at least triple in the next five years because there's just, there's just not enough natural resources for these batteries unless wow. a new technology comes out it, with, just because of all the electric cars that are, that are zooming out. So ah. huge demand for electric cars and they use kind of the same lithium ion batteries. So Rot row. Yes. yes. Uh -oh. So Elon Musk, did he know that? Oh man. Well, maybe, 
<laughs> Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, they, Tesla's certainly building these giant gigafactories to make batteries. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're definitely one of the biggest world's consumers of uh, batteries so, and sellers of batteries too. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always something new in the land of solar. Yeah. I think my yep, neighbors yep. are going to like this one, this podcast. Oh this yeah. Out with share all this out because a lot of them went solar. So, yeah. And continue to go solar. Definitely. Too. Yeah, this is, they got this letter too. They're like, what's going on, Adam? And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask yeah. Jamie. Exactly. Now you can just send them the podcast. Yes. Take Here's the expert opinion. <laughs> All yep. right. You got anything else for us? Plenty more, but we'll save it for next week. All right. We're going to wrap it up there, everyone. Thanks for taking 10 minutes out of your week to learn more about solar. If you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know what to do. You can go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there, and we'll be sure to get to it on an upcoming episode. If you have a friend who's considering going solar, this would be a great podcast to introduce to them. This will save them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the course of that system's life. I mean, what better friend is there than that? And if you would be so kind as to give us a five-star rating on wherever you got this podcast, that would also be welcome. Thank you very much. Talk to you again. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.